Come on in. We were just talking. Welcome to the Open Marriage Podcast, candid conversations about life, marriage, and parenting. More honesty than polyamory, but we talk about it all. I'm Summer, and I'm joined in conversation by my husband, Jason. This has been fun. Goodbye. Stop crying. Stop your crying over there. Such a weepy little bitch. We do love the weepies, though. The band. We do. I think this is it for now. I'm really happy we did this. It was really fun, and I enjoyed all the conversation. Are you talking about marriage because you're breaking up with me? (laughs) (laughs) It was a nice 16 years of curiosity, and uh, now that we've had this conversation about polyamory, I'm just uh, I'm ready to move on from the podcast and our marriage to uh, get going on this next phase of life with my Latin lover, <laughs> Casablanco Esteban Mufrero. Mufrero. Oh my goodness, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I was just imagining the listener like thinking like, oh, yep, this is, I had a feeling the end was coming after that last podcast. Uh, <laughs> Summer's clearly ready to, <laughs> to fly the coop. Oh. Oh my goodness. It was a real concern when we first started. I just felt like, oh man, every couple that does this and puts themselves out there, they just end up in divorce. It's like... Almost like that uh, proverbial pride goes before a fall. Like, oh, listen to us. We have all of this sage advice on marriage. And then the podcast ends with us breaking up and completely (laughs) invalidating everything that we... That we uh, put forward about how to have successful long-term relationships. And, mm. I mean, don't get comfortable. Absolutely. I feel very thankful so far that we have survived our marriage and our first podcast together. Woohoo! Yeah. I mean, these microphones are really heavy. You could, like, if you attacked somebody with them, like, you could really do some damage. Yeah. And I, I can tell that's why it's time to cut it now, because I can feel that urge coming on. So it's time to, to put to, the mic down. To bludgeon <laughs> my skull <laughs> with a SM58 uh, microphone. If I have to cut out one more 20-minute monologue, I might just uh, lose it. If, if listeners only knew the gold that was lying, the glittering, sparkling piles of gold that were lying on the cutting room floor. Maybe we'll do some bloopers, some B-roll. I think you're very brave to have put yourself out there to be completely edited by your wife. So I commend you. That's true. You actually could have spliced up the words Mm -hmm. and rearranged them. Like, Summer is the best wife of all time, and I am a male loser. (laughs) I don't don't know what you would have me say, but yeah, it could have been an indictment of the entire male persuasion. (laughs) We've decided to hit pause on the podcast. As the summer is coming to a close and we're preparing for back to school, life is beginning to reopen. It feels like the right time. I feel like we got to say and process what we wanted to say and process together. Maybe it struck up your own crazy conversations within your relationship. I feel like there's more to come in some respect because at the very beginning of the podcast, you sat down with your notebook that you do all your journaling in and you said, all right, let's brainstorm yeah. A bunch of topics, and we came up with 50. 50 plus. Yeah, and I think we covered about five. <laughs> the, we were going to talk about religious disillusionment, kids and the specter of them coming into contact with pornography, and not if, but when, and how we deal with that. And there were all these like really tangled, interesting topics that we were initially looking at exploring. And 
So there is a part of me that's like, ah, oh, there's all this unfinished business, but that's not necessarily a bad thing because one of the pieces of writing advice is to stop in the middle of a sentence. It just leaves this cliffhanger, this unresolved thing that's going to actually pulls you back to the writing desk to finish that sentence because it's unresolved. And so if you perfectly resolve everything, it's harder to revisit. I kind of like the all of this stuff still feels undiscussed and who knows how it'll come up. It might not be a podcast and maybe it's offline conversations. Yeah, it's a big time investment and we were time rich and really curious to give it a go at the start of lockdown and I'm really glad we did. However, as things reopen, both of us have different things we want to do and you have to start prioritizing and reallocating your resources in different ways. So it is all good. I'd love to stay and chat with you a long time. I know we will continue to, but as far as recording it and editing it, that is something that for the time being, I don't see the extra hours in the day to do. But I'm so <laughs> glad we had this time to do it when we did. And I'm glad we seized it and didn't push it farther down because it feels so good. You're right. It really is just a starting point as life is like we're kidding ourselves. Do we ever think we were going to exhaust that list? I mean, one conversation leads to the next leads to the next and that's what makes it so interesting and enjoyable and really thrilling. And I'm glad I get to do that with you. You're talking about the podcast there, but I feel like you could just as easily be talking about marriage because you never get to the end of a person. There is always something new to learn. We trick ourselves into thinking like marriage is, it's going to get so boring after 20 years because we're going to know every story. But human beings are so surprising and so interesting and unexpected. As long as we are here engaged and not checking out, our curiosity is going to be piqued. Can I be close to you? I was just imagining the music. <laughs> this could be the moment with the, where the music is, uh, is coming in. What are your personal reflections on the content of the podcast? I think I'm just as conflicted about polyamory. <laughs> I love feeling the bulletproof nature of having the conversations and like, wow, we can get anything out on the table that we want. And yet the emotions we were talking about in the last episode that the man was dealing with in on the Esther Perel episode, how to process that. But yeah, none of these things are just like marriage itself. None of these things are easy or simple or straightforward, but it's so much better to talk about them and be open with them than to reactively live them without any considered mindful approach. No couple dodges these things. And so I would rather not be in denial and, um, and just have everything out in the open with you. Hmm. Me too. There are many different ways to scratch an itch. Once you embark on that journey of exploration, you just kind of trust it a few steps at a time and you follow that direction. And for me, at one point, it was necessary in the place that I was to consider something so extreme. But as I've said before, it has not become necessary to act on it in that particular way. But I have really loved doing other new things that I've never done before, being somewhat swept away in them, whether that's new courses, new learning, starting trying to start new businesses, doing a new podcast, you know, starting another new business. You've been very creatively and educationally promiscuous, which yes. which I love. Life should have that excitement to it, that thrill of ducking into a stairwell with a new idea or something and for a period of time. 
So Liz Gilbert, in her Magic Lessons podcast that went along with her book on creativity, Big Magic, one of the women that she was speaking to loved to paint, and she was just encouraging her, look, have a dirty little love affair you know, with your creativity, just grab a few minutes and it doesn't have to be neat and tidy in your entire life. Like she's literally saying, it can be a fling. It can be a side, you know, romance. It can be a rendezvous. It doesn't have to be your job. It doesn't have to pay your bills. You don't have to marry it. You don't have to marry it. Yeah, exactly. So we have this emotional experience of being able to play the field our entire lives in terms of where we throw our passions. That is a really good takeaway from these conversations. We need to think bigger about how we meet these very human needs and appreciate just how many options are out there for us. Instead of thinking, it's only this way, you know, that I can relight the flame of my like passion, my, my creative curiosity. The thing that was most important to me to realize and be honest about is how dissatisfied we can become with our lives. Uh, something about middle age and, God, and yeah. post having kids and relationships need to be reimagined. Tapping into those really primal physical desires can be like the body's first way of, of letting you know, hey, this system is shutting down. Are you going to turn it back on? And I think that's really where I was. It was just my system was like, are we going to bed like forever now? Are we just going to sleep the rest of the life away? And there was depression. There was lack of energy, lack of exercise, lack of drive, lack of passion. And I'm not just talking sexually. So, yeah. and I don't feel like I'm alone in that. I look around and I see so many overtaxed, overworked, overstressed women carrying an unequal share of life's responsibilities. For me, it is about flagging that. It's okay to say how unhappy you are. It's a beginning, getting intentional now. Like, where do we want this to go? Do we want to be committed? Do we want to be inspired? It's all open. It's all open. I feel like you got to speak for all women and I'll just mm -hmm. speak for all men. The partners in, in these marriages who are like enjoy that stability and feel threatened by that openness of our partners who like want to explore and want to throw off the old conventions and, and that can feel really destabilizing for people on my side of the conversation. Again, I'll use the same word just to tie in with the podcast. We need to listen with an open mind and witness the needs of the human being that we love and ask how we can help them, you know, free them up and support them to search for that wherever they need to find it and listen as non-defensively as we can. It puts a real responsibility on us to listen and just shut down those feelings of insecurity. And listening is such a big part of it because... Ultimately, that is your journey. Even if we wanted to, we couldn't micromanage what that's going to look like for you. So it's just making space, making space for the conversation to happen and for you to think through that and figure out how are these needs going to be met? Because I want the person that I'm with to be happy and alive and fulfilled. I'd like to be party and witness to that happening. And the worst thing would be to stand in the way of that, you know, just be Gandalf, you know, with the Balrog and, and just block the passage of that rebirth. I would just edit that a little bit and say it's about not shutting down those insecurities, but allowing for them 
being patient with them and then seeing what else is there after that. It's not progress to try and shut them down and ignore them. But where we currently are is we face them and that shuts the conversation down completely. I'm so insecure. I can't even entertain this. And that is the challenge to me is let's just move one step beyond that. What's the next step? Let's feel those insecurities and acknowledge them together, both parties, as if you are feeling them. If you're the one wanting to explore in this way, then slow down and go with your partner at whatever pace they're able to consider it and deal with each thing because it's all information. It all illuminates the way forward. And you just take it one little bit at a time. And then when those insecurities have been heard and felt, there's a safety that settles in. And then you can figure out, well, what's the next step? And maybe we just try that little bit. It's how I parent. Just think about kids and their tantrums. It's not about don't feel that way. Stop crying. It's let me sit down with you. Just don't worry about it. You can just let that out. That's the I'm not going to explain it away. Mm. Exactly. Just feel what you feel. And then when you're done and you're in a better place, let's, let's look at that. Wow. What was that? That was, you got really upset or you were really embarrassed by that or whatever it was. So I think beginning to do that in our grown-up relationships. There's a lot of room for practice there. I feel like that's a relatively new emotional framework to work within in parenting. And so trying it on adult to adult is its own new thing. I feel like you've been really patient with me in that way. Okay, well, that's enough. Time's up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm teasing. I'm so teasing. I do have a new flame, though. I have a real new flame. You do. It's so cliche. A a literal, (laughs) actual flame. I do. I want to make candles. I've been wanting to make something for a a long time. I've tried sewing and different craft things, and I've enjoyed them, but it never really took off. And smell is just something that I've always been hypersensitive to. I love what it can do for you, aromatherapy and all of that. And I do a lot of yoga and meditation. And so candles are a natural part. And so making my own offering of a candle to the world is something that I'm wanting to play with next, which is a big reason why we have to put this on pause. I need that extra time to figure out how to make a candle. (laughs) There's so many different levels in which this is very emotionally satisfying to me that this is the next stop on your creative journey because the early conversations around non-monogamy were there is a pilot light that has gone out. Mm. How do I relight this? And and you are literally striking a match, which reminds me of the Over the Rhine song, Body is a Stairway of Skin. Karen, or whoever wrote those lyrics, like throws in a little naughty reference, like strike me anywhere, like in terms of striking the match. And I love that naughtiness of it, lighting the match and holding it to you know that wick and just watching it ignite and glow. That's what this is all about. Our marriage is a flame that we are tending. Our relationships. Our relationships. Yeah, we shouldn't we shouldn't narrow that to marriage. And but especially marriage. That takes the most care. And that's why it's worth sitting down and investing the time. And it does go out sometimes. Yeah. And that's not a personal failing. You can relight that. That's a very hopeful thought to end on. This has been so fun. I really enjoyed it. And I'm really thankful for your time and your willingness to be up for this. You're a good conversationalist. Any final parting thoughts, words, sentiments, closings before the music? I love you.
I love you too. Can I be close to so much for listening and sharing your time with us. Let's all keep the conversations going. If you're curious for more of ours, subscribe and hear it all. Until next time, be welcome.